So we have some of the most interesting, unique, and amazing meditations, I think, in the world. I mean, we have past life regression meditations, guided hypnosis meditations, Akashic record meditations, as well as healing meditations. Our meditations are pretty cool. And they're not just about stillness of mind and peace and sit there. Hmm. I mean, we have those too. Don't get me wrong, but these are about meditations that are going to shift and change. And you're going to walk out of there feeling lighter, freer, healed, and even getting guidance and insight. So come down, experience one of our meditations. They're pretty badass. Hi, this is Christina Dam, and this is Liberate the Podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness. Hi there, everybody. Welcome to an episode of Deep Cuts. Today, we're going to deep dive into the Anunnaki, which is my newest, like, I don't know, wormhole fascination that I just can't get enough of. And, you know, this is Jerome, and you know him from some of the other podcasts and stuff, one of our amazing healers here at Liberate. And I was talking about the Anunnaki, and he's like, I know a lot about the Anunnaki. And so we figured, why not have a little podcast about the Anunnaki? Because, you know, and some of you might be like, what the hell is an Anunnaki? <laughs> so, Jerome, We're do you want to start out? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you brought this up the other day, and, and it, it was... It made sense. It wasn't just totally out of the blue, but it, like I was like, "Oh my god, I haven't, I haven't really like had a conversation about that recently." And so you started talking about it. You mentioned it, and then I, I started realizing, "Oh my gosh, yeah, there are all these things I, I had I had read about it or I'd heard about it, and coming from all sorts of different outlets, uh, even NASA uh, being one of them." Uh, you know, in, in terms of kind of its connection to Nibiru, uh, and, uh, sometimes that's also called Planet X. Uh, but yeah, that is like something that it just started kind of getting the, the wheels turning on that thought again. And I just, I, I don't know. I, I, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's something I just hadn't thought about, but it's really, really intriguing. It's intriguing and it's fascinating. And in the last decade, there's been so much uncovering of kind of like information and facts and, things that prove some of the same things. So let's back backtrack real quick, okay? So what are we talking about? We're talking about an ancient alien civilization that engineered and created us, humans. And so there's a, there's, and this goes in by the Sumerian tablets and the text that, um, so the Sumerians were the oldest uh, living civilization uh, that had written form. And so this predates the Bible, all of this stuff. And the Sumerian text and the, the stories in the Sumerian text are, uh, are some of the same stories are in the Bible. And, and so this is predates that. And these are beings that in those texts, they say, that these beings came down from another planet. New, 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 I, can't, I can't ever say that. Like, so, and they gave them, um, they've created them and, um, and through that gave them gifts along the time. Okay. So we're going to get into a little bit of like all of this and, you know, how there's actually science 
that backs a lot of this stuff, which is fascinating that has just been coming out. And, you know, just uh, when Jerome's mentioning NASA, it was in 2015 that Caltech scientists said they're, they, they, they made a, a claim and a report saying that they think that they have identified another planet in our uh, in our galaxy. And so this planet, and they, they haven't seen it yet, but they can, they can estimate by the different <coughs> other, other, um, uh, like rock formations and stuff that circle around it and have an orbit that more than likely this is a planetary force. And so, um, and through further recent years, there's been more and more facts that kind of support that. And even a new kind of research and findings as they feel that the planet's coming closer in 2018, saying that it actually um, kind of is getting a little bit more similar to what the Sumerian text had said, which they said that it had an orbit that went around our uh, sun every 3,600 years. And that when that orbit went around close to Earth, it... Um, uh, Critic cataclysmic events. Well, yeah, uh, and, and that, that was, was one of the side effects. Yeah, so we'll get into that. But then they were able to come over to Earth to initially mine for gold, and we're going to get to right. that in a minute. And then you know, so but this every three thousand six hundred years is this orbit, okay? And the in the Sumerian text they say that it's its mass is roughly four times the size of Earth. Well, the interesting thing when these when these Caltech scientists came up with this this planet in 2015, they had initially first thought that it was roughly 10 times the size of Earth and had an orbit that was 10,000 years. Well, in 2018, after more calculations and, and, and understanding, they came down significantly and said, no, the rotation is somewhat around 5,000 years and it's about five times the size of Earth. So my theory is that when it comes a little closer, that number is going to drop to 3,600 and it's going to be four times the size of Earth. So anyways, uh, share a little bit about, you know, the beginning. In the beginning. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, like it was my first remembrance of kind of like learning about this idea, this concept uh, was that they had kind of seen this weird little anomaly uh, when they were looking, uh, you know, into the nether reaches of, of what our technology can look at in outer space. And they had noticed in this one particular direction that there were some stars that they knew were there. They've been monitoring them. And then they just kind of blacked out. And they were there. They were just kind of like gone for a time. And then they come back. They weren't really sure why that was in the first iteration. And then it happened again. And they realized that it looked like that might have been something like an object that was passing in front of it because of the timing in which these stars, which they knew to have been there, that they had been blacked out. Mm -hmm. uh, and so what they started recognizing and, and started kind of, uh, I guess, tracking uh, was if it was going to be uh, some sort of body, uh, they didn't know if it was a planetary body or what if it was some sort of starship or something. They just they didn't know. And so they started trying to calculate the amount of time that these stars were blacked out and mm -hmm. the magnitude of these stars that they, they knew of uh, and how long they would have to, how from the size of the star, how long or how large the subject would have to be for passing in front of that type of magnitude uh, and being able to kind of like block out that light. And they started realizing further and further along uh, that this must have been some sort of planetary body because when they would black out, it was on what would be considered to be an orbital rotation. Mm -hmm. uh, now, one of the next things that kind of had me reading 
further than that was that it seems like that there is a theory at least and i i don't know this i'm not an astronomer myself but there is a theory that it is in fact a part of a binary system uh, are, are you familiar with like binary or trinary or no, okay. i guess quadrinary star system it's there's systems where if you have a binary star okay uh they basically operate off of each other's gravity okay so if you have two stars this will be star one star two they will come together and the closer they come together the quicker they actually go and then when they get really close they basically slingshot around each other and fling each other further apart and then they have to slowly over time come back together again and like this and then kind of swing back out so that was the idea and that they were saying that it's possible that this could actually be a binary that like a a binary star that is possibly binary to our sun hmm. and that, that was in the close i guess in the the closer proximity that that particular star would have to our planet uh, or any other planet really that you would actually start to see a higher level of erratic um, environmental change happening. Interesting. And I thought that was really, really amazing. And and that our our science is kind of just now beginning to be aware of it. You know, as of 2015. Yeah. Uh, but we've been seeing this uh, environmental change. You know, and when you look at certain things like the Hopi prophecy. Uh, it talks about how the, the signals of the of the, the new age will basically be shown in the water. Uh, it will be in the land. Uh, it will be in the air. And, and, and the, you know, all of these elemental cues that we'll get for the coming of the next age, which is just another way of saying environmental change. And these environmental changes, you know, we, we're going through these cycles and everything like that. But it's also like with the different forces of the planets or possibly this other sun and different things like like that. If they're coming around, like let's say if this orbit is every 3,600 years or whatnot, you're having a different interplay on that that could result into climate shifts because sure. there's also there's not there's an interesting thing happening on all of our planets right now is they're all having weird conditions right there's more flare there's more solar flares those kind of things the but, sun, that's but, true. but yeah. there's there's these different types of uh like levels that they they measure off of of, of planets you know like di different planets have these other other things but if you if you say weird um uh like weird anomalies happening on Jupiter. Like, and you Google that, there's all oh, these weird right. things that happening. Oh, right, that storm that's been going on like yeah. forever. And, 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 by and, our and, terms, and, and, uh, and there's more things like that on each of the planets and these anomalies that are being noticed and, and seen, that they're happening in more frequencies, right? Or frequently. And um, so, but, but you know, that we'll get, we'll get into that in a little bit, but let's go back to the Anunnaki real quick. Okay. So, um, these, and one of the things that have always got me, and I don't know if it's gotten you is that I'm a person that tries to put together little things and sometimes things just don't add up. Right. And there's, there's been a lot of things in our history that do not add up. Right. Sure. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, when in studying many different forms of spirituality, I like to look at different uh, types of religious texts and things like that. And like, you know, in the book of the Gen in the book of Genesis, let's just take that. Like one of the okay. things that always got me was why before the Noah's Ark flood 
was all of these people ruled, and they used the word ruled, uh, for 3,258 years. And then this person, 2,400 and this, and this one like, you know, uh, 4,000, 3,000, 2,000. But anyways, they're all in the thousands. Right. It, it's something and, that's just absolutely bizarre and, for, it, for our current understanding of what well, somebody can rule. And, and there's been these forums and things that have went out, because then after the Noah's Ark flood, Everybody lives with normal lifespans. It's like 87 years, uh, 75, 92, blah, blah, blah. And so it was always interesting. And one of the bigger things on some of the forums is like they said, well, they must have measured the, the, the years different back then and blah, blah, blah. But it was like it's the same book accounting for the same things. And why would they change their measuring system? Right. And so that was always something that stood out. It's a little weird. The other thing is like homo erectus to like homo sapiens. They've never found the, like the genetic link between, right. you know, and so it's like, okay, you go from like pretty much like these cave caveman type people to these sophisticated beings. Interesting. And a rather short period of time too. And like like, ridiculously short. Ridiculously short. Comparatively. And then, you know, like the pyramids, how the hell are they built? And then, but it's not even just the pyramids, like the old, old site of Babylon or these different other, other, uh, cities that have these huge, massive pillars that are four, four stories tall or more that are perfectly carved in the different things. And how the heck did they get them up there? And they put more things on top right. of it with what, what forces. <laughs> how? How? How did that happen? How did the pyramids get built? Still things that baffle scientists today, engineers huh. today. Okay. And then you go a little bit further on some of these things is like, you know, one of the things that always baffles me is like, we have 64 codons in our DNA and only 20 of them are turned on. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. And, and so, I mean, you keep on going. Why do we value gold over all other minerals? Why right. did it become the most valuable force? Right. And so there was where all these, we learn this behavior. Yeah. Where did we learn this? Where did we get this? And so, you know, like, and, um, in studying, there's this, the, the, you know, the theory of the Anunnaki and they came back, they were, you know, 200,000 years ago, you know, and there, the, the theory goes that the theory, I don't say theory, theory is kind of irrelevant because it's written about on clay tablets that it's there, you know, so so it's these, this, the Sumerian culture, and it's right there. And they yeah. talk all the Written accounts. In cuneiform and everything. And, yeah. and, and, you know, even in the book of the Bible, I mean, in the book of the jet or in, in the, in the Bible, they say, they say, you know, uh, in the gods made man of us, but not and in, in the likeness in of us, the, but I mean, not us. Right. And sure. there's a plural there talking about God, but it's us. And then like, in the likeness of us, but not us. Okay, so the theory goes, or the written texts describe that the Anunnaki came down, they started mining for gold because their ozone layer was getting thin, and if they could blast the gold into it, it could stabilize it and could create a warming climate. That's what it says in the fucking text. And so, um, it, it, it's a, they come down, and they get, they weren't that much more advanced than where we are today, 200,000 years ago, but they were slightly more advanced than we are today. So they, I'm thinking they're, they're orbiting around every 3,600 3, years. They say another blue planet and they have some kind of technology that tests that there's gold here. And when they're close to us, take their space shuttles, land on our earth, just like we're trying to land on Mars and do stuff there. And they come down. 
and they start mining for gold. And every 3,600 years, it, get, it gets picked up, right? And so, because they have these incredibly long lifespans of like hundreds of thousands of years, you know? And after a certain period of time, they get they don't want to keep on being down here mining for gold and their pop their civilization has advanced to the point where they can do cloning and genetically engineering so they had a thing where they said well maybe we can make slaves to do the mining for us and they took homo erectus and their dna and did a little peachy dish experiment and created us that's what it says in the text, in the tablets. I mean, it's a pretty interesting story to have written in a freaking clay tablet, don't you think? I absolutely do. And I, I think it's interesting also how we see so many representations of this hybridization in so many different cultures that at that time, by our current understanding, these cultures should not have had contact with each other. I mean, if we look at some of the gods in Egypt, okay, uh, the... The, we have Anubis, the jackal, you know, uh, uh, God. And, and we have, uh, in, in, in the Hinduism, we, we have Ganesh, who is the elephant, you know, head of God. And, and we have just all of these hybrid animals, uh, or, or I would say almost kind of humanoid bodies with animal heads. It, it just as odd that every, or so many, at least culture, would have had this understanding of this and that this was something that can be done even because that's not really a, a, a presumed thought. That, that at least that's not one I would have. Maybe I'm just different and weird. But for that to exist in so many different parts of the world that technically shouldn't have been in communication with each other um, or having the same experiences, it's it, it does beg the question. Yeah. And that they, they do these statues of these bigger beings with, yeah, the animal morphic head in right. the body. And I mean, What's the purpose of that? You know, if they look differently or did, is that how they looked? Right? right. And then, you know, so that's always a question. So then it goes a little further and then they create us. And it's interesting because in the Sumerian text is the Adam and Eve story. It's slightly different there. They say that they make them. They have some horrible mutations that happen and they say that they had mutations they say that they had problems that the, the the that the human um that they were creating um didn't work right or they had different types of defects yes. and then and they write about this and then it took a while and then then they were um sterile and they couldn't reproduce right, and, right. and there was all of these things written in these texts again i'm gonna go keep them going back to that and then so they didn't do just one person and one person, they did seven men and seven women, which makes way more sense when you think about it, because if you sleep with your brother or your cousin, you have a mutated baby, you know, and, and yet it was made, it was really weird that if all of humanity came from Adam and Eve and then Adam and Eve would have to be sleeping with their, their, their daughters or their whatnot right. to create and procreate talking about incest from the beginning, you know, that's right. You know, whatever, but it makes more <laughs> sense that it was seven and seven and it created this, you know, dynamic of these more gene pool right. that could continue to, you know, make these slaves i mean we were slaves <laughs> yeah no that's definitely the 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 idea behind it um it's interesting I, again this is something i don't personally know but i i'm i am curious as to what the genetic deviation needs to be in order to dodge most of the uh genetic uh i, I guess 
hazards uh, for kind of reproducing with each other. I'm wondering if it's like a seven iteration deviation. I, I just, I don't know, but that would be very interesting to Yeah, to I wonder. But the other interesting thing, proven in our genome when they actually look through our DNA, mm -hmm. is that one of our chromosomes to the next actually show a hybrid fusion in it. And they say that that's only happens when people like mess with it, like in labs and stuff like that. Oh, but there's these two, there's these two chromosomes that have this weird fusion that goes on in our DNA that is, looks like it has been scientifically messed with. And it's, it's an anomaly that has, is in our DNA. This is stuff you can fact check. Go and look at it. It's there. Okay. And so with that being said, that's always bizarre in the fact that the, that they only turned on 20 of our codons. Okay. Which I have a theory about that of these enlightened okay. beings that are going on and stuff. One, they try to make us so we wouldn't reach our potential so that they could continue to have power over us. But Someone's stunting the growth a little bit. Yes, so, okay. completely stunting the growth. And I think as we activate more of these codons, we'll find ourselves having extremely longer life expectancies, being able to do telekinesis, doing other things. And I think that individuals that have been very enlightened or can do magical powers or different things like that, mm -hmm. or have these other states of being, I honestly think that they just have activated an extra uh, codon or something in their system. And I absolutely absolutely think that's possible. I mean, I, I, I think that science is something that will always be very, it, it'll be very well done and executed when, when done, you know, properly. But I don't think that by nature, it's something that's supposed to simply be static. I think it over time, with anything that has to do with life, it's going to change, it's going to morph. Um, I, I don't think that this is something that you can just simply put a cap on and and leave it that way. How many how many times have, have anybody have you had an experience of where you go to say something and you say it at the same time as somebody else and there's that connection that's there and you feel like that also kind of draws you in a little bit closer or that you have this certain thought of oh my god I need to call somebody and, and you call and they're like oh my god this thing just happened to me you know it, I think these are little flickers of where we can go what we have the capacity to do, yeah. but it's been capped. It's, it's, it's like a little bit of light that's kind of escaped yeah. out, but by and large, it is being suppressed to a certain degree. It's I don't think telekinesis is that I, wild of a concept. Yeah. And I mean, and then we can go into the conspiracy theory of it, but I'm not even going completely there yet. I'm just talking about where this is and why this has these interesting facts that line up or these coincidences that have been occurred in different stories or texts right. over time. That's all I was saying. And like, so with that though, like, I feel like there's so much more that gives me insight. And I'm like, there's so much more that we can tap into mm -hmm. when we learn how to activate these other aspects of ourselves. But then, then if you go and you fast forward a little bit, so they created these humans mm -hmm. And one of the other aspects that are very much scientifically proven, too, um, is after the Noah's Ark flood. Now, in the Sumerian text, it's it's I can't remember the name of the 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 human that Aniki Aniki was in charge of the Earth Project. OK, so he had a brother that um, I forgot the brother's name, but the Aniki was like the good one that um, was in charge of the Earth Project. And then he had the brother that had a little bit higher ranking. Do you remember the brother's name? Uh, it's 
I, you know, it's one of those things where like, I probably would have said it and I just completely forget about it. Okay. it is uh, Enki, Enki and... Uh, yeah, it's. I think it starts with like an N or uh, something. He was I, definitely the least popular brother. That's why yeah. we don't remember it. But. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, then they knew that this planet was coming back around, their planet. And um, they, based on we were having weather warming conditions on planet Earth, right. and they, with how it orbited in their advanced technology, they knew that it was going to have a catastrophic, a ca can, well, I can't say that word, <laughs> catastrophic <laughs> event on, on our planet. Um, and so they had a council meeting or so it's said in the text or whatever. And then, and they, they wanted to just leave us all to die. Because they weren't sure whether the planet would be habitable again after uh, this event. And however, uh, uh, Aniki or uh, Anki. And, Anki. And they did Anki. sometimes go by slightly yeah. different variations from yeah. one culture to the next. Yeah. So Anki or Aniki or whatever, it's just said differently. Uh, Anki, he goes and he uh, writes down and shares with Noah. No, we know it is Noah, but again, I don't remember the other name in the other story and shares how to build, um, a ship, but really they talk about it being a submarine, uh, to save and preserve humanity and some of the animals and things like that, right. which is interesting because that story gets retold as Noah's Ark and that whole story. So, but after that, where the science comes in, which is interesting is that, the water recited, they, they ended up, uh, settling where they, the, the, the submarine or whatever washed up on shore in the mountain range, whatever. And as it settled and the people came, the, the story goes that they were actually the, uh, the Sumerians, uh, I mean, sorry, the, the um, Aniki were, uh, uh, Anaki were up in the space watching the, the whole event and they were in their spaceships and they were happy to find out that, the humans were saved and that the animals were saved and that they came down and they saw that the planet could be reestablished and that they gave, they knew that they had a, most of the population had all been wiped out. So they knew that they had to help them also redistribute, redistribute repopulate, and also, um, you know, build some kind of sustainability, right? Sure. You know, cause yeah. it was almost the, like the they had, structure yeah, they had forward. this heart for them for the, you know, and so in that period of time, that's where it's said in, in the Bible that the, that they were given the gift from God mm -hmm. of agriculture and pharmaculture, however it's worded. But the science behind it is the wheat germ and all these different seeds dated back in that time were hybrid seeds. This is the first time they're farming in all of history. They go from Neanderthal type of, of, of like artifacts and discovery to these people kind of artifacts and things like that. And suddenly they're, they're the seeds that they're using to grow their crops. They thought that it would take the humans like 10,000 years to figure out how to do the, that hybrid. And here they are like, Making the hybrids, but that's because the seeds just came up from down up above, right? Interesting. So, and that was when the ruling actually got you know because 
because you got to think most of the Anunnaki retreated back into outer space and out of the planet. So they weren't as prior. many prior flood. to prior to the flood. Okay. Everybody left. Right. So there was only some that stayed back. And so for the first time you're seeing after that, that the rulings were actually human starting and that's where the lifespans and this person ruled and it was for such a shorter period of time because prior to that it was the Anunnaki ruling and then if you ever are familiar with this world word in the bible called the Nephilim um that is actually the species of okay so humans Homo erectus and Anunnaki that human mixed with Anunnaki created a Nephilim Nephilim. Right. And so the Nephilim were hybrids from human and Anunnaki. So they had, they were more godlike. Right. Uh, and they Almost had, like the titans of, of old. Yeah. And one of the people, which was one of the first rulers prior to the flood and stuff, was Gelamesh. Now, Gelamesh's tomb was just discovered in 2002. They found I it. Know, I must have forgotten that. Okay. And, wow. And, and they went in and did this raid, military raids, to- took the tomb. And you're telling me they spent millions of dollars doing this military raid, stealing the tomb. It's in the news. Check it out. Gilgamesh's tomb discovered. 2002, CNN, Fox. You see the articles when you Google. And and then they all they needed to do was test that for DNA and see that it wasn't all human. And you know what they said? We don't want to investigate it any further. I call bull on that. You don't go in and raid a country and steal a tomb and not DNA test it. The curiosity alone, I would be like, I just need to know, you know? No, absolutely. I mean, that that would definitely, I mean, just to even kind of confirm that this is kind of the person that you're, that you think that it is, or maybe even that, you know, in that same time frame, uh, you're going to want to do that. I, I think to kind of give an answer such as we don't want to go further with it is saying that they already have gone further. Oh yeah. And it, they and can't tell they the don't want to really discuss it any further is what they want to do. <laughs> yeah. Which is interesting. So that yeah. comes up. Another thing that got discovered just recently was they, so when the Anunnaki came down, they, they, they settled in uh, Mesopotamia. Um, but where their first gold mine was, was in South Africa. Okay. So the Southeast tip of Africa is where they were mining for gold. Okay. Is this over like uh, close to Madagascar or, or are you referring to Madagascar or like the kind of Southeastern side of uh, the South- continental? Southeastern Africa. side of the continental. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So gotcha. continent as a continent, not as South Africa. Right. So, and then, um, and then what that place they found just recently, these weird formations that form these weird grids it, all over that date back, get this, 200,000 years. And what some scientists say is that they, they had this weird, interesting, remember this is very advanced civilization, but they have this weird, um, they have something to do with sonic residences. And they have the ability to be used for mining and specifically they have this residence of gold. So they just discovered the gold mines from 200,000 years ago. The other interesting, that was where they first genetically altered their slaves. Guess where they have traced our mitochondria. They have taken a human (laughs) mitochondria and they've went 
back and to see where it can trace. Right. The same location in Africa. <laughs> Interesting. Like right by where the, the 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 gold mines are that they discovered. That is a bit curious. Again, that does beg the question. That, that's really interesting that they they did that mitochondrial study um, because you know that tends not to be how we how we think of our lineage. You know, we think of it as definitely more something that's patriarchal. Um, but the mitochondrial DNA is passed down through the mother's side and only through the mother's side. So they're literally going back through the maternal uh, lineage to be able to kind of find this, which I, I don't, I think that's a, a great, you know, way to kind of go back and look at and to, it, it's a great way of exhausting all, all the options and opportunities. And yeah, why not check the maternal side as well as the paternal side? Right. Isn't it fascinating though? Yeah, right? no, it absolutely like, is. And it's like, and with all of this, it's like, it kind of begs questions of like, I mean, again, these are all the things that I found it was answering and checking off. Sure. I'm not saying this hundred percent with certainty, but I mean, I think it's a, it's a little interesting that there would be these these texts that tell everything, but they Absolutely. they're also very hidden and um, not talked about much, and because they would stir up a lot of um, belief systems, right? Absolutely. I Absolutely. mean, here it is like people have been worshiping the God, right? And that in whatever culture, and they have uh, designed their whole life around these certain religious texts and, and core values and belief systems. Mm -hmm. And suddenly there's this scientific evidence that points into the direction of these older texts that predate any of these biblical texts. Right. And that, you know, by many, many years, you know, and, and these tell a different story. Absolutely. They say in the text that they were given this by beings above. They specifically say that, like not, not, you know, like these beings from above came and gave us this. They taught us this. They engineered us. They did all these things. They tell right. us the story that aliens came here and created us. Now, that's a very different story than we evolved and had this spiritual kind of thing. And it doesn't mean that we are not spiritual. I, I totally believe in spirit. I totally believe in different connections. I think there's many different dimensions that are going on. And I think that there's many different higher beings and different varieties of life. Sure. Right. But for us in this physical incarnation, that is mind blowing for many people. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. We we were made as slaves to mine gold. Yeah, it's it certainly is a different perspective, and I, I also find that there are so many. I mean, maybe that's kind of like what, what we need to be moving toward, or what it is that we need to be kind of looking toward, or becoming more open to to receiving, because a lot of the stories that we're seeing that do kind of allude, at least, to some of this stuff, uh, is about broadening the perspective. Uh, if we look at uh, it, it, look at the Book of Enoch. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, they're talking about uh, they 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 Methuselah, who, by the way, is described as having a very oddly kind of dark yet somewhat sparkly skin. It, it just it was kind of not. It was like his skin would glow, and that was a little bit different. He was different because of that. Now we all know that Methuselah had an extremely long life as well. Like yeah. this is not anything remotely close to what we would consider a human uh, being able to live to. Okay, so that there's in the book of Enoch, they tell the story of how, oh, he, he was taken by the guardians and that he was taken into the sky and that he was shown the earth from above. 
uh, before they returned him. And when he returned him, or excuse me, when they returned, when he returned, let me put it that way, when he returned, years, years, decades have passed. Yeah. And, and that this was like this brand new theory, but which I guess we could kind of understand from some of the things that we're more aware of today that, oh, okay, what if they took him into a spaceship and that they showed him the earth from above and maybe took him somewhere else and then brought him back. And yes, of course, time would pass. Um, but at the same time, th that was kind of allowing for him to kind of become this enlightened person by seeing this different perspective, seeing the earth from above, seeing uh, uh, possibly, I don't know, different planet, different beings. I do not know that. Just saying, yeah, potentially, that is a huge expanse to one's perspective. Uh, and then to come back and bring, you know, bring this back to, to the planet and being able to kind of share that and you start planting seeds in, in people's minds and then their minds start expanding. Um, th that in itself could very much be like an arc system where you're basically treating one individual as a repository for these other possibilities and not even just possibilities, but other facts. Yeah. Um, and then they're able to bring that back in and then kind of partake in that again with other people and yeah. just share that. And I, I think that it's just kind of a testament of how important it is for all of us, even today, regardless of our belief system, to just be open to there being another possibility, to take it into consideration, to just start off with what if I was wrong and they were right? We still get to kind of champion our own our own values and morals, yeah. but at the same time, if we just start off listening, it, you know, just hearing that expanse or that other person's point of view, it is going to broaden our perspective. We don't yeah. have to agree with it, but it does broaden our perspective. And the more we broaden our uh, perspective, I mean, things have been changing throughout history all the time. You know, I Absolutely. mean, once upon a time, people thought the world was flat. So, you know, like the different shifts that are going on. Right. Right. You know, I know there's the flat earthers out there that still think it's flat, but you know, like yes. I'm just saying, I'm sorry, didn't mean to offend. Okay, so everybody with their own belief system. Okay, maybe Antarctica is just a wall that it stops. In Earth theory, too. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> Earth. so with uh, <laughs> with that though, I think there's a there's one point to kind of go back to too, going back on you know talking about this and things right. like that that uh, with these longer lifespans that are even mentioned there right is you know the whole the whole story goes that the Anunnaki stopped rule or were ruling their self and that they made these hybrids that could live longer and have more superpowers right you know more advanced beings and they became the rulers and then they slowly passed on the baton to the humans but i wonder if like it's it's very uh like i have it drew the question in my mind of why are we so obsessed with bloodlines and ruling right and it's like right. maybe you know and i think maybe some people because when you mix dna and they found this recently too okay which i'm just going off on tangent i'm just thinking about this for the first time fyi okay so <laughs> but when, when you mix dna okay okay um they found in doing a lot more genetic testing that you don't get the same petri dish from both of your parents 
Right. You yes, know? Exactly. And, and so, you know, there was once upon a time when I was back in, in school studying biology, they thought that you get, you know, half your genes from your mom, half your genes for your, from your dad, and that um, your genes, you should have the same genes as your siblings, but just different, like, things a little turned on or off, but the same type of, like, variety as far as, like, ethnic backgrounds and different right. things like that. And then, you know, all these DNA kits, you know, it became super easy for people to test, and they completed the genome, and then you know, all of the stuff and mapped it out. And then they found that a brother and sister from the same two paternal parents would have a completely like different ratio mix of their background histories. Sure. You know, and some might have like, let's say, you know, 34% Scottish and their biological sibling has 10% Scottish. Right. And it was like interesting, right? And so one of the things that I'm thinking about in this moment is I wonder whether some people that have like these more advanced kind of things that go on or stuff that they got a little bit more because the the Nephilim or Nephilim, which were a mix of human and Anunnaki, I wonder if they continued to procreate because they, they, they do talk about it in there, but their offspring created this and that there's some people that have just a little bit more of the Anunnaki DNA in their energetic vibration i just i I, that's interesting and i wonder if those people were people like i don't know jesus and buddha and these other who were able to turn it on a little bit more had more more codons that were activated as opposed to others so they're able to do something a little bit different it seemed like it was just absolutely magic and miraculous to other people who didn't understand what was going on. Yeah, like maybe like, instead of 50% Anunnaki, they were like 75% Anunnaki and they had more things go on. Yeah. I that's, I like, that's a good theory. That's entirely a, a, a possibility. I, and I think Jesus was more that. Anunnaki. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it's, you know, I, I think that they're, when, when we start looking at the, the similarities of how these ascended masters or uh, people who are just kind of capable of doing a little bit more, who stood out uh, as, as individuals of their entire time, mm-hmm. I, I think it's really interesting to look at how these people tended to stand out in the same ways. Yeah. You know, I mean, it wasn't always 100% exactly the same, but uh, this person could perform miracles. This person could perform miracles. You know, this person... Uh, was incredibly quick of mind. This person was incredibly quick of mind. It, it, it just, when you start kind of looking at it, I'm not saying they're all the same person, but, but I am saying that it, kind of going back to the codon concept, that it makes sense that when these extra elements might be turning on or might be firing, that they're going to be the same ones. Yeah. Yeah. And quite the opposite, too, because, you know, you, you all know some people that are a little like special. Absolutely. But listen to this, though, like because, OK, so you still had the, uh, you know, like Homeo erectus and other things. And you had the Neanderthals and everything. Sure, that's yeah. like, so there was evolution that was going on simultaneously. And this evolution was able to procreate with the new Homo sapiens. So there is like when they do genetic genetic testing, they can find Neanderthal blood in your system. Absolutely. And so, you know, I wonder if people that are just a little bit more, you know, not quite as activated, maybe have a little less of 
are pure human DNA, and they have a little bit more Neanderthal and other things like that. I I certainly think it's it's one to because I mean consider, we're we're talking about know? the special people, and we're also talking about the people that maybe like just just see more primitive mind. Like they want to they want to get in the fights, they want to do more right. response, and more like you know like they're more of that primitive mindset. I just I'm I'm just like again I'm throwing things out there. I have oh, no, you no, know no, like I, I, get... I I'm just thinking off my feet, but I I'm 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 wondering if this starts to showcase a lot for people right because it doesn't mean again there's nothing wrong with anybody of how they are i'm just there's there's a very different ver- variety of humans that exist yeah and there's I, a very different a doubt. you know sure. and so i'm just saying for to give us more variety over time there was all also all of these other hybrids that were happening yeah. that could have had you know whether it was a little bit more anunnaki or a little bit more of some of the primitive you know yeah kind of humanoid do you people. pass that tipping point point uh, of kind of having code on number 23 activated or 24 or 25, 26, uh, you know, it, it, we, that's something we don't know. Yeah. Uh, but, but I think that it's not that far of a stretch to realize that, oh, okay. So the, the genome sequence, every 164th person, random number, every 164th person slips a little bit and somebody ends up coming out with a little bit more capability okay like these are the people we're these are be... the people that they're 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 pulling in they can move things off the floor <laughs> yeah yeah right exactly. <laughs> you're like exactly. how you know how are you creating levitation <laughs> you know yeah well absolutely the, the people that are, are breaking new uh that are i guess participating in groundbreaking thoughts and in theories that oh new mathematical appliances uh, you know or applications rather uh, to just being able to use it in certain ways certain concepts uh the people who are just out of nowhere breaking world records, you know, uh, unenhanced, Uh, but you know, like, like in either running or, uh, pole vaulting or, or, you know, just something having to do with the ability and capability of the human body uh, and what it's able to achieve. Like that's somebody who's kind of activated and able to do something just so much better. They're the kind of that first one through the barrier, they're able to do it so much better that that then kind of almost in through the process of seeing that and witnessing that bearing witness to it, that it's almost like the rest of the people around become activated through seeing that, like realizing, Oh wow, you can run a marathon in under, you know, this time. Or run under the four minute mile. Perfect example of that before then science says it can't be done. And then the human body is structured to be able to handle that. And then the moment that, uh, um, Oh my God, I'm slipping on this name. Eric, Eric with a B. Uh, Bannister, no. What who, yeah, he, he uh, ran about the, the four, four minute mile. mile. The year he did it, the fa- nobody did it. And then this is exactly that. He breaks it. He runs under a four minute mile. That same year, yeah. like I forget how many, it was like in the, t- in the tens. It wasn't like a huge amount, but it was like maybe like 17 people or something like that. And it ran it under four minutes, but nobody ever did it before. And then the following year after that, even a more greater population was able to do it. And so far than now, it's yeah. it's like, 
that's easy. Now they're breaking like under, you know, like way better records than that. Absolutely. So, so that goes into that belief system of I can see it and then I can believe it. I can open my mind to a possibility because I, I think beyond all of this is, you know, this is, you know, some people might be hearing this and say, oh, well, we were created as slaves and in and, and all of that. But like, Stop and you can look at that kind of thing, or we have this amazing life experience that we're a fraction of our capacity is tapped into. And when I say a fraction, a fraction of it. And like, we don't even know what we're powerful, uh, how powerful we can be. But if there's things like that that have occurred throughout history, of people becoming aware and then being able to create, do, or achieve, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, how much more can we do, right? How many more, like, what's our capability? And, you know, 20 is less than a third of our codons. So, like, we're at less than a third of our potential right now. And I I think... First of all, I, yes, I, I I hear you, and I, I think that's a fantastic concept to, to to champion. If for no other reason, why not continue to push forward? Yeah. You know, and and what if what if the fault in our reasoning as humans is to think that we in fact have a capacity? Yeah, absolutely. You know, capacity does kind of dictate that there is uh, a limit. Yeah. You know, and, but there and what is, if there is not one, you know, and maybe that's what we're slowly inching forward to. Yeah. It, it inching forward to this. There is no limit and that there's so much more that we don't know. Right. And I right. mean, all of this can be a theory, a story, you know, different things that do lot and line up. And it's very uh I mean, it, it grabbed my attention of seeing all of these holes that I had questions about kind of line up with, you know, some science behind it. I mean, this is like, okay, they discovered another planet just recently, has a, a weird orbit like they described in the book. Oh, the mitochondria linked to that place in Africa. Oh, they just discovered these gold mines that they think are at least 200,000 years old. Like, I mean, these are things that are like, Okay, this if if what we're finding literally in the last ten years, you know, from Gallimisha's tomb to all these other things to their note, they I mean they just discovered a lot of the biblical cities in the recent years. They didn't know that they thought that those were all fantasies and stories, right? And, and just and they, even stop looking for some of them, and and then now they're uncovering them and they're finding it as our right. technology is becoming more advanced. They can notice these runes and other things and far-reaching jungles and other places where, uh, or under the sea that they they didn't notice or they couldn't have the capability to find or discover before. Right, and there was a belief system in their mind that this was all fantasy, anyways. Absolutely. You know, and, and then suddenly they're all like, you know, so if some of the things I just I, I just beg people to ask or to 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 kind of ask the question, if some of the things mm-hmm. that have been written about, whether in the Bible or whether in the Sumerian texts and tablets, sure. if some of those things have proved to be reality, why wouldn't most of it or all of it be reality. You know, most people, when they write, 
they either write, you know, fiction or nonfiction, right? It's either stories and allegories or it's, it's facts and tales of, of truth and reenactments or, or that, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. Either they, way, there's still inspiration. Yeah, but they don't tend to really bounce back and forth within the same text. It's like, okay, this is things that really happen. Then they don't get into like, oh, this is just a fantasy tale. And Got then it. this, this right. isn't, you know, this is, and so I just, I I can't help but to think that maybe all of it could be real, and and maybe, it, but we're supposed to be finding out soon, anyways, right? You know, like <laughs> Planet X is coming, and if Planet X is coming, that means that this planet that houses the alleged Amnaki are going to be close to us again. And if they're close to us again, one, it's going to be super weird if we see this planet. Maybe we're also having a climate shift and a warming of our climate. Are we going to put ourselves at risk that when this planet crosses our orbit, that we have another catastrophic event of a flooding or a massive flooding? Because how it describes it is that a sheet of ice, because of the ice, or the, the climate was warming, fell into the um, into the ocean, into the ocean the and created world. a tsunami with 80 foot waves. The interesting thing is, why are they saying all this 80 foot waves, tsunami? I mean, I don't know if it would, but it measured back to feet or whatever, but they're, they're giving pretty specifics, you know? Yeah. And, and, and that's and, something that's very true. And, and I think it's something that we probably because of the advent of the internet and things like that, where it seems like more people have kind of been understanding this more relatively, but more recently, because I think this information is getting out in a, in a much more palatable way. Um, but there are, you're absolutely right. The, the, the numbers, the, the measurements that are out there are just insanely accurate. I mean, look, look at the, the, the three, uh, pyramids in, in Egypt, in well, the Valley of the Kings. It's just like how close they are to the stars that they are directed towards. And that's something we would have a sincerely difficult time well, doing if, with our technology today. And, and I mean, these were supposed to be primitive humans. Absolutely, moving you know? all those well, bricks and blocks with pulleys and levers. I, and, and, I don't and the other thing is, is like, you know, this is, Think about all of the things that the Sumerian culture brought us. Oh, okay. Yeah. They they brought Great us language. they they yeah. they brought us yeah they brought us that they brought us the calendar they brought us our our our, our thing of time they brought us yeah. the invention of uh, currency they did uh, um, they had a hierarchy of rules they had marriage and divorce things that w- went on um, they you know so they had modern government that was one of the foundations of Mesopotamia and the and the Sumerian culture. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, it was the first written language. Okay. So they have written language. They had that. They had agriculture and pharmaculture. They, they invented the calendar with precise accuracy and, you know, you know, the, they were the ones with 60 seconds in a minute and, and, and this and 24 hours in a day and da, 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 created all of that. You know, the wheels, the pulleys, modern machinery, look these things up. They, they like have a list of like, like 50 things that we use. Still in modern, stand. That, that, that They're still, still viable even to this day. Yeah. And it's like, okay, how did this, how do we go from nothing to like massive structured democratic society yeah. and, and writing and language? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, this really shows in, in contrast when you look at your phone and realize how many updates you had to receive recently. <laughs> and these systems are still in place from way back then. It, it's it's phenomenal. Now well, I can also and, understand. And, and, and they say that they they also 
wrote about all the planets in our galaxy. Oh, yeah. They, and it was like, they did. how Even did, in artwork. Yeah, yeah sculptures. It, yeah. And I mean, there is, there's like this one plaque type stone thing. I forgot what it's called. But they show the sun in the middle with all the planets around it. And it's like the same number of planets if you include... Uh, uh, Pluto. Plan, no, if you include Pluto and Planet X. Or the new, oh, the yeah. Planet X. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and, but, but, 10. Yeah. And so it's on there. And yeah. it's in their different sizes and their different dynamic. And, and they put it in more like one circle. But they're, they're dotted and it's like hmm but they talk about these different planets they talk about and they they even talked about there's the uh, a, a, a theory that they have uh, about how there was actually a 10th planet okay oh fact <laughs> i like the science behind this okay so scientists have come up with the way that where water is found in other regions and around other suns is that it, it measures out between like 2,000 and 5,000 AUs from the sun. Okay. So I, not 2,000, I think 5,000 would, I, I don't mark me on this, but the sun, earth is one AU. Okay. And this belt of where, uh, so where water, uh, before it, so it doesn't melt away from the sun when it's forming, when it's becoming like super unstable, when a sun form it, for, um, after, after like a little explosion, all the mass and stuff like that. So they, in other areas, they haven't detected any possibility of water until like what they theorize is that it's like these, it's in this range of like five AUs out. And, and that is the range of whatever the other AU is, but up to five AUs or something like that. And in that is where water, is starts to be found in different galaxies. Hmm. The sun's only at one, or Earth is only at one. Okay. So, also, so with that and where it is, that's where our asteroid belt is. Okay. Oh, our wow. a asteroid belt is composed of all water molecule asteroids. They have high intensity yeah. of water, yeah. okay? And there are these little water balls, right, floating around, okay? There is a way that mathematically, the equation that lines up for the space that planets are supposed to be spaced apart, that there seems like there's a formula. And there should be a planet located in our asteroid belt. And it's not, okay? And they wonder why is it all this rubbish that is circling there where planets should be, okay? And... So there's a theory that they haven't been able to kind of fully understand our Earth and the closeness of our Earth and why it would have water on it in the way that it does. And Mars is another one, too. So they, they could be part of the same. But there's a theory that there was an actually 10th planet. Yes. And this 10th planet orbited in this area. And due to our wonderful Anunnaki planet coming through, you know, uh, Nierbu, I can never say the name right, so I'm getting planet, planet X, whatever. So uh, they, it comes around and it ruins everything in the galaxy, causes everything to go or, uh, to go off kilter. But if you follow that as a possibility and open mind for science, it explains all of the things that we can't explain. You know, um, why why is Uranus turned on the side, right? And the, you know, it has this weird... Or the rings. Or, it, it, yeah, why is that kind it's of... It's upside... It's like this instead of right like this. And, and it has a weird tilt to it that matches none of the other planets. 
interesting. And so they feel like maybe it inner, it, it could have gotten pulled with some kind of gravitational pull to be turned. Right. Hmm. So if this planet came in or if it got hit with another planet, and came in and it shattered some of it. And then part of it became dislodged. Part of that became Earth and the moon. And that's why the Earth and the moon are made of the same, the same material. material right. So that there was this collision that happened. And that's where the remaining of it is in the astral belt. And then our Earth and our moon are part of this remnants. Right. And we suddenly got flung into one AU away from the sun. And the interesting thing about it is this might be why the earth is such a special planet. Um, because there, there's a lot of like spiritual kind of beliefs and, and teachings that earth is like nothing else. Yeah. And, and, yeah, absolutely. and, 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 and I always said, well, if there's all these other stars in the sky, there's got to be lots of different Earths. But I didn't know the science behind a water forming planet never happens that close to the sun. And so we have this amazing tropical landscapes and, and, and beauty and different diversity of life. And we have this rich water planet mm -hmm. in a not natural close position to the sun. And if this did happen and this collision happened, that would be such a rare event for a collision to have to happen and hit just right to pull one planet into a new orbit and, and to create this new mass and this new planet. So if that could be like our, our earth could be one in like God knows what measuring system that out of all of those, you know, galaxies that are out there that we really have one of the rarest ecosystems in the whole universe. Just how unique it is. Yeah. That, you know, that, that I could see that, you know, I, I could see where that, that would be. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess kind of one thing that's sort of that, I, that I'm curious about, and I have heard that, you know, the, the moon and the earth were kind of like of the same material and, uh, and split apart due to a, a cataclysmic, you know, kind of, uh, collision. Um, but the water that is, on earth uh, and i guess in, in liquid form at least now maybe it was frozen at one point uh but for the proximity of the moon and the earth why would the earth's water be more liquid whereas the moon is pretty much a desert you know i mean there, there has been well actually you know, and this might explain it because there there are seas there's a sea of tranquility there you know and there there are things that we are land masses that we've uh, identified as being places where water had been. But the fact that it doesn't have an atmosphere might actually be the reason why. So that just kind of yeah. went out into space. So that, I guess I kind of answered my own Which question. is why <laughs> they needed to mine for gold is they were having an atmosphere problem, right? right? And so right. like they knew based on their long lifespans and traveling around, you know, that without that, they were going to have become a dry, de desolate planet, right? You know, without yeah, life form. Sure. And so, was it's just so in the in this in these tablets, it describes this tenth planet. It describes this process of how it came through and created mass destruction yeah. on on the rest of the planets and created everything that is. So, I mean, it, it it's just. 
Yeah. Again, I mean, it goes for that that question. If some of these things line up and are true and can be proof, like mind blowing proof, you know, like kind of stuff of like uh, that goes on, you know, whether it's the gold mine or the mitochondria or the different things like that, but right. or even just the understanding of of our solar system on this level, right? You know, yeah. like we have this solar system and galaxy that like. Yeah. Like our unique solar system, our unique sun, our unique things. Like it's just I don't know. It's it's very very elusive and very intriguing. Uh it's just kind of again to take into consideration all of those possibilities, the 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 idea of of magnitude even within our own solar system. Uh you know, there you can what you can fit three and a half Earths inside of that red dot on Jupiter, um, like that's just that tiny little red dot, which is a storm that's been raging for, and I forget how long, uh, but like way longer than what we in this incarnation of human, you know, species, what we've been around for. Um, it, it, that's been going on for like ages. That storm has been, and, and the fact that it is larger. Over three times larger than our entire planet. Yeah. Again, just the, the the concept of that is. Yeah, and it's it's uh, about remarkable. It's about finding those other concepts, right? You know, like people can't like fathom how could somebody live, you know, hundreds of thousands of years. Well, like our lifespan compared to a fly. Exactly. Yeah. The, what the fruit fly is specifically has a three, like a 72 hour. Yeah. It's like hours. <laughs> it's like, and it goes through its whole life, you know, yeah. you know, and birth, growth, reproduction and death all in a matter of, absolutely. you know, and, and it probably wouldn't have that same experience. Right. And, yeah. you know, so how can we, I mean, look at like things like, some of the, the tortoises that, you know, live for hundreds of years and sure. stuff like that, you know, so their lifespan's a lot longer than ours, right? Yeah. And Some parrots, but yeah. And, and then we have this certain lifespan, but we can't help but to always see things through our lens. And so we think, oh, well, this is how our life is. And most of the animals that live on the planet live within our lifespan or live shorter lifespans. Right. And so the thought process that we could be in a physical form for hundreds of thousands of years, like. Yeah. Blows our minds. We, to a certain degree, I think that there are many who don't even want to think about that because in terms of how the human body progresses, and ages and or even decays, you know, while it's still alive, but starts to break down, nobody would want to be in that state for hundreds of thousands of years. But what if it wasn't that that quick, you know, that state, it, it didn't come on and, you know, oh, it just hit my 65th birthday or 70th birthday and I'm getting a little ache, you know, and just yeah. like that, that could be you, you might start having your first tooth come in at 70 years old for some of these species out there, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it just, it's, that's how, how broad, you know, this perspective shift could be. And it's I like that your first tooth coming in at 70 years old, <laughs> but I mean, it, it's, it's true. And, you know, you look at like our measure of our 
of our time and things like that. And also there's so many factors that go into aging, right? You know, it's Absolutely. been, it's been long talked about how like out in space, the astronauts don't age in the same time frame as here, right. you know, that there's like this almost stopping. Even there's been some movies that talk about that, that, you know, what is it like? interstellar i just whatever. saw interstellar like two weekends ago for the first time <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and i was like and he's oh, like oh, out yeah, in yeah, space and the, like, on earth everything else has changed and all the lives go but he hasn't aged at all and right. he's you know his like daughter's old now and he's you know it's, yeah but, and he's still driving a lincoln yeah McConaughey. Is that right? <laughs> but, but, but it's like it, it's like we only know our lifespan based on our perception, but we also don't know the gravitational force and the elements and the proximity that our environment causes on our aging too. Right. Absolutely. And, and so, Stress levels. and yeah. so if it's already been kind of proven that in an anti-gravity space or out in space on the space, like they have a different type of aging process, right? You know, like that's been talked about. It's been public knowledge, you know? Absolutely. So it makes sense that, that, I mean, I can't even like, I can, but I can't, but imagine going like 365 days to go around the sun, right? Right. This is 3,600 years to go around the sun. Yeah. Not 3,600 days, 3,600 years measured in our time frame. What? Like to do one orbit? Yeah. Like I just wonder what other kind of animal species are on that planet and what that's like. Really patient ones. <laughs> oh man so maybe we'll find out in our lifetime because allegedly they're coming back yeah supposedly i'm yeah so, you know get the get the party started you know, but like i said i was saying, saying that like now with our global warming that brings me back to that point mm -hmm. that there there's a couple kind of things that they could be coming back checking on us when they're back in a close proximity sure. you know seeing what the species that they created looks like maybe feeling sorry for us for some of the destruction and the negative attributes that we had in society and through our creation that they activate us and they teach us new ways maybe even live live among us for a while again and that's but that would be interesting i would love to see that in my lifetime and um you know i don't think these are uh, going to come in and they're going to try to kill us or conquer us. I mean, we're, we're their creation and they've tried to help us throughout history. So I don't think you'd have the fear of that. But one thing that is a fear that pops up in, in, in different kinds of belief systems is if this planet is coming around and we are having this climate warming situation happen and these ice caps are melting. And this is what the story of Noah's Ark was written about, you right. know, as far as from their angle, from their point of view, right? And, and that this ice sheet fell in to the ocean because of the gravitational pull that was going on on the planet while it passed, you know, causing, you know, a more turbulent type of thing than sure. creating that tsunami. I'm just saying, I'm not trying to be doomsday here, but there could be a big possibility that as this planet orbits, that we have another big massive tsunami and flood and, and change and stuff happen. And so, I think maybe we we are prepared and I'm sure that they're far more advanced at this point in time than they were, you know, 200,000 years ago or whatever, whenever that said would happen 100,000 years ago or whatever. But what 
could that look like? Right. You know, so I think that there's a lot of curiosity and I don't know whether they're their orbit hits on a certain way, depending on how our orbit is every single time when it passes, because I'm sure it can't pass at the same exact moment because it's not having the same exact type of years every time. Right. So our earth could be over here and then this would could be over here. And then a different year, this could be over here and our earth over here. So it's a little closer. You know what I mean? It's kind of like how every year Thanksgiving falls on a different day. It's like the same kind of thing. It's like, it's a little different because we're rotating around and in it's rotating around. And at the same time, it might not hit the same place, right? Yeah, an environmental deviation. And that makes sense. It, it, that could happen. Yeah. So I'm curious. Tune in for more <laughs> later. Do you have anything else to share? Oh, I, I just, just so much. I really need to kind of like just kind of collect my thoughts a little bit more. But this was like great. This was so much fun. Uh, yeah. Kind of diving back into this. It's really expansive. If you're at all interested in it, go, go look it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, there are great books out there. there. Of course, you can find all sorts of stuff on the Internet. Pick and choose what it is that makes sense to you, you know. Um, but, yeah, the Anunnaki uh, is a very interesting subject just for consideration of nothing else, um, as well as Planet X or Nibiru. Uh, and I think that you'll find a very interesting read uh, that you're in store for. Yeah. Going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> and, you know, have fun with it. Open your mind and think. Maybe. Possibly. And, you know, you can choose to pick and, and choose whatever you want. Remember, your life is your belief. So whatever you believe is your reality. And, you know, like, so if it, none of this resonated with you, let it go. Let it be some kind of interesting talk that you heard that, you know, and if it's something that did, go down the rabbit hole a little bit and see if some of the questions that you might have had about yourself or other, other things get answered. Whether it's why do we value gold or what is this or the missing links and the different stuff. But just yeah. see, you know, maybe there's some things that pop out that say, huh. Yeah, absolutely. And do a little historical research like some of these things and talks that were actually in old newspapers from the old American West about flying objects that they saw in the sky. Very odd. It's not that long ago. But at the same time, these things are reported and have been saved. So just kind of. Yeah, I mean, we can't be the only people in, in, you know, the galaxy or the universe, right? I mean, we have our little solar system, and even in that, there's possibility of other life forms like the Anunnaki in our very solar system. Yeah. And how many other things could possibly be out there that just because they have different timing, we haven't had the awareness because our lifespan, again, is this short in comparison to what others can be. True. Thank you. Thank you. Bye Thank now. You for being here. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> if you enjoyed this conversation, like it, subscribe, and share it with your friends. If you want some more amazing resources on your path of liberation, head over to liberateyourself.com and sign up for our mailing list. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram at Liberate Hollywood. All one word or Liberate Emporium, all one word. Until next time, liberate yourself. If you're thinking that you want to take that action step, why wait? Book your session right now. Go to liberateyourself.com. Click on either Liberate Hollywood or Liberate Emporium. See our amazing practitioners and who resonates most with you. And then book a session via Skype, phone, or in person. We're here for you.
and it's your time to start creating your life.